Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Welcome back, everyone. We are Parenting by the Pint. We're two moms from suburbs of Chicago. Um, We like to drink beer and talk about our children, so it's night. Um, We are going to talk about Maplewood, a local Chicago brewery, and we're going to talk about sleep, or lack thereof. So we're going to open our first beer from Maplewood. It's a standard beer that you can pretty much get anywhere in the Chicagoland area, Charlatan. It's an American pale ale. We've been drinking a lot of IPAs lately, but this is an APA. Um, I was reading the can recently, and uh, it, it said under special agreement with Great Central Brewing. And I was like, I don't, I've never paid much attention to that before. So then I went through my fridge at all of the various Maplewood beers that I have, um, which ironically is actually kind of a lot. And I was like, what other beers have this on there? Uh, and then I did some digging, and it sounds like they still do some um, contract brewing out of Great Central, uh, which is also in Chicago. But I think some of their older staples seems like they may use their space. So Charlatan juice pants, even fat pug, which I was surprised because that's, I think, a more recent addition, but mm-hmm. um, are all brewed uh, under contract with Great Central. So that was interesting. Um, that's interesting. I never noticed that. And you pointing out that it's on the can is just something. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, t- to be fair, Maplewood's cans seem to be very verbose. There's quite a lot of words on them. There <laughs> actually are. Unlike a lot of the other ones that have a lot of art, theirs are pretty... I mean, they're they're fine. They're you know, but there there's a lot more words. I feel like they have, you know, a lot of cans don't have any tasting notes. They tend to have a lot of information about um, the the grains, the hops, the different things that some other breweries don't. Um, so they have a lot more, I guess, just information on the. It's on like the a can. beer outline on the can. They're <laughs> just of. like, why don't I just like write it down for you so that yeah. you can have it all in one place? This and is how there we made it. it. Is. This is what we did. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like, huh, interesting. Let's go search through my fridge and see where el- what else is there. Um, you know, they don't have a huge facility in Logan Square. It's kind of in the corner, tucked between a one-way street and a train track. Um, so you know, they started out there in. 2014. Um, let's open this charlatan first of all, so we sure. can start drinking. Not together, but together. Um, I know. This, it, it continues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, Maplewood hasn't been around for that long. They're uh, they're Chicago. They opened in 2014, and just uh, as a production facility. And then I think the lounge opened in sometime in 17. And it's it's pretty small. Like we've both been there. Um, you know, they also are interesting in that they're also a distillery. So they've been distilling some whiskeys since not for a long time. Probably 2015. I think they started it. My husband tried a couple when we were down there one day. Um, and he didn't hate them. He said one was just ba- very basic, but one was a little bit more interesting. Uh, so if you want, if you are a beer fan and your friend or significant other are a whiskey fan, this is a place that you can both get something that was produced there. So um, That's cool. I've seen they have these like the cocktail packages lately that mm-hmm. they've been posting. And um, I, I'm a bit of, I like gin. I'm a gin drinker mm-hmm. occasionally. And so they have a gin and every time they post about it, I'm just like, hmm, 
I wish I could yeah. drive downtown and go get this cocktail package because <laughs> yeah, it right. sounds awesome. <laughs> but it's feel, yeah. a hike, you know, even when there's no traffic, which there isn't. Right now. Um, <laughs> it, it's still far distance wise from me, even from work, which is probably a smidge closer. Okay, um, yeah, yeah I mean, the times know. that I've been down there are times when I'm going downtown for something anyways. And I'll like I went for the uh, Mr. Shaky Peach release, but we were already going downtown for something else. So yeah, heading down there me. an hour or something early was no big deal because, you know, we're already going to be downtown. So yeah. we'll grab a drink and then go continue on with our evening. Um, but yeah, and it's not a big space. So if it's busy, like there's not, outside. A, yeah, there's not a ton of places to sit. You know, the bar's not huge. Like it's worthwhile. I, I really like Maplewood. I mean, I, I have a number of their beers in my fridge. Um, and, but you know, the, their, their lounge isn't that big. So I'm probably more likely to, to find it on tap somewhere else or buy it and drink it in my basement. So yeah but, yeah but i definitely give give uh when everything opens back up we'll go down there and give their gin a shot and you know see, see literally like <laughs> yeah take a shot <laughs> anyways if you're in chicago or indiana michigan wisconsin missouri or kansas they distribute now so they're expanding a little bit into some of our sister states um, so let's that's uh, cool let's... well and one little side note about maplewood is that we put a little contest up on our facebook page recently ah, yes. and the we asked our our fans uh <laughs> to that's share true. their input on their favorite brewery um from the from the area i think did we did we specify it had to be i guess maybe because we wanted to buy a gift card from there but um I'm not sure if we specify, but regardless, we yeah. people vote for their favorite brewery. And we got a lot of votes, um, but we got the most votes for Maplewood, which would have been my vote, I'll be honest with you, if I had <laughs> voted. Um, and so I was very excited uh, when I went to the beer release for, for one of the beers that we're going to drink in a few minutes, um, that I was able to pick up the $50 gift card that I ordered. Um, nice. Um, from them and I'm like you said you look forward to going back and I very much look forward to going back because we get to use this gift card and it was nice to be able to support the brewery kind of in advance um yeah no that's I like that nice. idea the gift card buying idea for breweries is like I think that's kind of one of the best things that we can do if you can't go to the brewery and buy a fair amount of beer um you know buying a gift card from the brewery kind of does something for them without you without you yeah, making still, as much effort if you're not yeah. able to you know you're still so supporting like them and you're gonna visit them at some point but you know you're you're helping them out now which is probably when they're they're in need of it the most I because sure they can't could have use people it. in yeah their tap rooms so yeah for sure so go maplewood you guys won um, yeah <laughs> so all right so charlatan yeah it's an apa which you kind of had you know i I might have stumbled on that um, if you hadn't pointed it out, but we're so used to IPAs lately. <laughs> I know, but, right? Yeah. I like this one, though. This is a very, this is a go-to to have in my fridge um, that, you know, if you, you've got something that you're just, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm watching TV, I'm whatever, like, this is, this is one of those for me. Um, you know, it's a kind of a staple to have around 
Yeah, you know, you mentioned in the last episode that you kind of like share beer with people that maybe wouldn't try something in particular uh, otherwise. And I like to use charlatan as a recruiting Ooh. tool for beer drinkers. <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> it's such a, it's simple, but it's so good. And the flavor is so easy to enjoy. Uh, you know, if you find that you like it, it's like very easy to drink. Uh, you know, it's nice. It's citrusy. It's got a little bit of that pine flavor that you get with APAs um and you know the smell smells good it's got that yeah. citrus grapefruit kind it of does. aroma I really like um, it I think I like grapefruit and so I really do like the smell because it does have that citrusy mm -hmm. smell to yeah. it which I like I like grapefruit so like citrus beer is really kind of do it for me because I like such a, a tart grapefruit mm. Gotcha. flavor normally that yeah. drinking like a tart hoppy beer really does it for me like i really like oh. stuff like that um yeah. i call charlotte my desert island beer and <laughs> what i mean by that is that if i ever was stuck on a desert island and i could only drink one beer for the rest of my life oh jeez it might be charlatan oh well that's a, that's i don't know though owlbear yeah. is <laughs> it's coming Owlbear's in up there it's real hot yeah. yeah um <laughs> I do like me a breakfast out. So, but uh, <laughs> maybe you get two, one for breakfast and one for evenings. Sure, like sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> one for before I build the fire and one for after I build the fire. <laughs> there you go. That, that works. I think that's a good system. <laughs> but yeah. So um, I just, like you said, it's a great beer to enjoy very regularly. It's a mainstay in the fridge. Uh, my husband and I are passively discussing building a keezer, which if you don't know I what know. a keezer is, it's a, basically a kegerator that you modified uh, from a freezer, from like a chest <laughs> freezer. Um, because I need a project or I will lose my mind. But uh, <laughs> but the, the upside and the downside of a keezer is that you buy, uh, you know, six stoles or small kegs um, yep. and put them inside. And the, the up, like I said, up and down of that is that you kind of, you have to nail yourself down to a handful, a small number of beers that maybe you want to put in there uh, that you're going to kind of consistently enjoy over whatever period of time, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, I think Charlatan would be something I would put in there, you know? Because yeah. uh, I would drink, I think one of the things people say they really like about having a keg of beer in their house is that if you ever feel like just having a small amount just a taste of something because you're like you just mowed the lawn or you're sitting by the pool and you just want something cool and refreshing for a few minutes like mm -hmm. the great thing about having a keg of beer is that you can pour yourself six or eight ounces and you don't have yeah. to drink you don't have to you're not open a dumping a can. can yeah yeah no, I so, definitely agree with that. You know, if you need a little bit, little something to kind of get you through the music activity, your kid's teacher assigned them, <laughs> you can just have a sip, just a sip of something I, I get <laughs> without it. a whole beer. <laughs> no, like I Charlotte definitely see the, Yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could do that. Again, me drinking beer by myself probably is not worth the... Uh, the cost of all that and that's it would take a, me a lot longer to, yeah. to finish even even a six you know it's it's yeah so that's an um, undertaking you're i mean mm -hmm. even my husband and i who i like to think are are pretty serious beer drinkers <laughs> 
we feel like it might be too much for us. Like in the conversations that we've had about doing it, about putting together this thing, he's sort of like, you do realize that if we do this, we're going to drink more in general. (laughs) And I was kind of like, yeah, I know. Exactly. The other thing, though, is, at least that I would say, is that I lately like to buy a lot of different beers. Yeah. Um, And I'm a really big fan of, there's some bottle shops that sell things by the can, so I can just pick up one or two instead of even a four-pack. Right. Um, Because then I don't need, you know, I don't need to to drink all four of them and again it's just me so it's a lot harder to to do that by yourself but then I get to try all these different beers yeah. and all these different breweries and again we've said a million times and I'm sure lots of different people in different areas have the same thing but there are so many local breweries um, that you know there's some that I haven't even tried that are within a half hour 45 minutes from me that you know i'm hearing or i'm seeing pop up on facebook groups or i'm seeing pop up here and there and i'm like oh like i'd love to try something by them i feel like if i had a keg or even you know smaller kegs that i wouldn't get the opportunity to try as many different beers as as i do otherwise so i think that's a very reasonable concern i think that's one of the things that makes me hesitate you know i mean i guess i sort of feel like if i were to do something like this by the way, this is not at all what we were going to talk no, about. No, not even kind of. We will get back on track shortly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think if I were to undertake this thing and I were to put together this thing, I even if I had the space for mm-hmm. three or four kegs of beer, I probably would limit myself to two to three mm-hmm. at most. Yeah. Um because of that, because I would be like, well, you know, maybe I do want a small keg of charlatan at all times, maybe. Mm-hmm. And money-wise, like, a, you know, cost-efficiency-wise, it's far more effective to buy a keg than mm-hmm. it is to buy four-pack after four-pack after four-pack. So, like, true. if there That's is something true. that you regularly keep in your fridge, then it's worth then maybe, having. The yeah, then yeah. maybe it is the sort of thing. And, you know, we even talked about getting a sixtal of, like, PBR, you know, yeah. or something like that to have, yeah. that you would even maybe, you know, you might cook with it a little bit and you might True. drink yeah. some and you might, you know, sh- you're going to share it with people that come for holidays and family gatherings and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You Some know, the day will come where we'll see our families have. again. Someday, someday it will happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. And let's we drink do. our, our charlatan. So yeah, cheers. Cheers. Man, I love charlatan. See, it's connected because I would get a keg of charlatan. <laughs> this is true. No, I like it too. I'm a fan. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I really like the citrusiness of it. And you know what? It's yeah. interesting. Like we've talked about this too. Different people smell and taste different things in a lot of these beers. So like when I say I smell grapefruit, someone else is like, no, like I don't get that at all. And I'm like, no, no, I totally do. But um. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's tastes are a little, little bit different. There's not much of an aftertaste to this at all. It's pretty smooth. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a good tasting beer. So, with that, why don't we actually move on to the topic at hand? So, Sounds good, Kara. Oh man! So here we are <laughs> talking about sleep on a day where neither of us has had enough sleep. Um, I'm sure of it. I didn't even need to ask you. I know that you didn't. Um, 
I have so many things to say about this topic. When you suggested that we talk about sleep, or I, I don't know. See, I'm one too tired to even yeah, remember exactly. who brought this know. up. It doesn't matter. I think one of us suggested and the other one encouraged it to be the topic this week. Um, but so I decided after putting some new notes together that I would start by saying that I have always kind of been a troubled sleeper. And my sleep history kind of begins um, when I was a kid. My mom used to lay in bed with me until I fell asleep. Um, and she did this for a very, very long time. I, I could tell you that I was probably in high school and she would wow. still occasionally do it. Mm -hmm. um, it may not have been every single night at that point, but there weren't plenty of nights where she did it. Um, and as you know, as a friend of mine from very early childhood, I definitely didn't go sleep over at friends' houses. Um, no, you didn't. You just and didn't this care. was why, because I didn't want to be away from my mother, especially when I was on the younger side. I mean, you know, elementary school and junior high and that age, where maybe you do start going to sleep over at friends' houses and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I had absolutely zero interest in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I went away to college, uh, which you also were around for, uh, <laughs> I had a lot of homesickness initially. You know, I went home a lot the first semester we were at U of I. Yeah. Um, not every single weekend, but I would say I averaged about every other weekend. Yeah, and, a lot, yeah. And I think part of it was that I struggled to be away um, and I, it all kind of boiled down to that, just not sleeping well. And um, I still have a really hard time falling asleep. And on occasion when I'm sick and I don't feel well and I'm, I've had a really rough day, I'll joke with my husband about how if my mom was there, I would probably sleep all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> because I, I talk about when I'm at my worst, when I'm really like I had strep throat really bad a couple years ago. And I was just like, I've never felt that sick. Uh, I've never been so sick that I haven't been able to also take care of my kids while being yeah. sick um, yeah. until then. And then my mom came over for like three or four days while my oh, husband wow. was at work and just was there all day while I was in bed. Um, and I remember being like, can you just um, like lay down on the floor next to me so that I can sleep Yeah, <laughs> as a comfort to me? Because my mother is a comfort to me. Yeah, um, and now as an adult and as a parent, it makes me very, I'm very defensive about sleep habits because I don't want my kids to develop bad sleep habits. And I want their sleep to be as, as, positive and comfortable and you no strings better attached. better than what you had, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean like, I think that most people, when they look at sleep as being like the time, like when you put your baby to sleep at night or your young child to sleep at night and you hold them and they fall asleep in your arms and then you put them in the crib or whatever, I mean, that's not just because it's a comfort to them. You do it because it's also a comfort, comfort to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I I rocked my oldest to sleep for probably longer than I should have. But it was only till he was like two, I guess. But still, mm -hmm. like, you know, it was probably a little bit longer. But anyway, so continue on. But but the the idea is that, you know, I think that like in my mom's case, and I have many friends who, who, who have had the same experience is that, 
you did it because you wanted to. You know, she would lay down with me because she enjoyed bonding with me at that time. Sure, we yeah. would lay in bed and we would talk. Even when I was older, you know, she would. We would lay in bed and we would talk about basketball or track or or my day in junior high or you know something yeah, any like number that. Of things that happened throughout the day. Yeah, and it was just a moment for us to to be together. And so, you know, I mean, I think that. I've come out on the other extreme a little bit and I'm a little defensive about that. You know, my kids, they don't, they do sit in my bed on occasion. We read in, in my bed occasionally and stuff like that. And we'll hang out in there, but for the most part, they don't lay down in my bed and I don't lay down in their bed. And, and I try to turn them into independent sleepers basically. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, my my oldest, he'll be eight this weekend, and, you know, um, he, when we were, he had a little bit of a, we had a lot of moving around when he was a baby, because when he was one, our house caught on fire, and so we were out of that house from July until November, we were living with my parents, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we tried to, we moved back into our house and we had found out we were pregnant so then we put it back up on the market and moved out of our house in february he was a year and a half um and moved back in with my parents because we had sold our house and we're looking for a new house and then we moved into our new house which is where we currently live two days before the twins were born which was three days before my son turned two so he had a whole lot of moving around when he was uh-huh. really little. And so I did hold him essentially until he went to sleep until like I couldn't anymore until I was like too big with the twins to where I couldn't. But even right. then I still stayed in his room until he fell asleep. Um, so, and you know, as we've, he's gotten older, it's just different. Like he is my son who has autism and we found out this past summer that he also has epilepsy. And so it's been a struggle because he has insomnia a lot of nights. Like he's up a number of nights at two o'clock in the morning and never goes back to sleep. Um, you know, and we, we do, I mean, he takes melatonin, you know, suggested by the neurologist and he also actually good, better otherwise takes CBD oil. Um, again, recommended by the neurologist and dosing with with the doctor so we're not just like willy-nilly giving him whatever um but it's helped a ton but there are still nights that he's up at two o'clock in the morning and he just doesn't go back to sleep at all so which you know is what it is it's a struggle but then other nights he sleeps until nine o'clock in the morning and i'm like can't you do that all the time dude like why right why why do you why are you up at the crack of dawn and then other nights you're like, no, I think I'm going to sleep until like I'm a teenager, you know? So, right. Um, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So how, how do your kids sleep? You've tried to get them, um, <sighs> you know, the- <laughs> that's a good question. That's, I like that you brought, you circled back to that. You were like, so you're hardcore. You tried. How's that going? How's it going? <laughs> so, okay. So my kids, have some similarities and some differences when it comes to their sleep habits and the one thing that they both do is they both are early risers um Mm. which i don't attribute to their sleep habits in really any other way so like my younger child my six-year-old didn't consistently sleep through the night until he was five 
So for five years, he would get up for various reasons. Ouch. Almost every single night, it was constant. And I attributed it to a variety of things. One of the things is I thought he was a light sleeper. And I also thought that his crib mattress was kind of uncomfortable. I don't know if you've ever, like read about crib mattresses but they're very firm so we and, bought our kids all foam memory yeah. foam um crib mattresses because when we were looking we kept feeling like pushing down on them and we're like i would not sleep on that thing. yeah well, no there is no way i would be able to fall asleep on that so we spent more money than we should have but um no you didn't, didn't buy them <laughs> actual like memory foam crib mattresses you spent exactly the right amount of money lauren (laughs) if it made a difference you spent the right amount of money trust me i would spend i would spend 10 times what i spent on the crib mattress my five Mm six-year-old sleep slept on yeah yeah. to to go back in time sleep and have him sleep for five years well obviously didn't sleep on a crib mattress for five years but like for the first couple of years two years or whatever you know one plus years might have even been more because we then put the crib mattress just in like a toddler bed yeah (laughs) i did did, that with my older child but we didn't do that with the younger one we put him And this is why we put him straight into a twin bed because I thought the crib mattress was uncomfortable. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. So as soon as he was basically ready to come out of the crib and we were going to put him in a regular bed, I was like, uh, we got to get a real mat. I can't put him in the toddler bed. I had a toddler bed. I was just like, but I can't put him in that because I think this is the problem. I think that he has trouble Mm, sleeping because of this mattress. So we got him, you know, we put him in a regular bed and he was still getting up during the night. But, you know, every parent knows that when you switch your kid from the crib to a regular bed, there's a period of transition because they can get up and leave their room. They can get out. They do it. Yeah. So he did that, except that that period of transition was like three years uh, (laughs) instead of like three weeks. Um, So, I just was like, okay, he seems like a really light sleeper. He would, he seemed like he would wake up. My husband and I would stay up in the evenings and we would go to bed. Let's say we would go to bed at like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, at like 1130, he would knock on the door. And so like we would go upstairs at 11 right, and I would yeah. use the washroom and wash up and, mm-hmm, you get know, ready bed, get ready yeah. for 10 minutes later, I would lay down mm-hmm. and 15 minutes after that, there would be a knock on the door. And so part of me was sort of like, we probably woke him a little bit. Maybe. So that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also never had like nighttime accidents. So once he was basically in the bed, he started wearing underwear to bed and was going to the bathroom during the night without an Uh, issue and so like i think there were times where he would wake up to go to the bathroom and he would just come and get us instead of just going back to sleep Mm -hmm. so after years of (laughs) you know suffering on my part mostly yeah uh, Yeah, it's usually me too yeah i was just like we have to figure this out he has trouble going back to sleep that's his Mm -hmm. issue so he's either getting woken up and he can't fall back to sleep or he's getting woken up and he's continuing to be awake because of some factor something's keeping him awake so i look do all this research and i'm like you know what i'm gonna get him a weighted blanket Mm, and 
I'm cheap and a, no, and slightly resourceful, I guess. So I decided I would make him one myself. So I bought fabric. I read all this stuff about calculating the weight of the blanket and how to you know measure out the squares and what size and what to put in each square of the blanket and all this stuff. And I made him a weighted blanket. And two days after putting it on him, he started sleeping through the night. And for the most part, and obviously, of course, there are exceptions. He's a child. He has slept through the night since. Really? We've been been tossing the idea back and forth of getting my son um, a weighted blanket. And we just haven't uh, i mean we've i've had it in my amazon cart 12 times and like yeah. you know i'm not sure which one and he also likes a really soft blanket like he likes to sleep with a you know a very soft to the touch blanket and a lot of the weighted blankets out there that aren't hundreds of dollars are more of a not a soft material no I will say the one that I got my son, he had the same requirement. So I made him a weighted blanket. And then sure, once sure. I realized that he was really into the idea, I bought him one. And oh, okay. um, the one, and I'll send you the one that I bought him sure, sure, um, yeah. specifically, but it, you can get a cover for it. And I got him a oh. minky cover for it, which is that baby blanket material yep, that's got yeah. like the little bumps you know like what i'm talking pills. about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and so it's um and on one side it's like the bumpy side and then the other side is just a flat like still soft like, like fleece yeah. or yeah or felty type it's very sure, sure. very baby blanket soft and nice. um this is exactly what i need yeah, in my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just got to get the cover for it and actually right. the great thing about that is that then if you know they drool at night or they spill their whatever. water or you whatever wash you wash the cover and not the no yeah and it's just got idea. ties in the corners and you tie it and the blankets all i think all weighted blankets have loops sewn around them so that you can tie a cover on because most weighted blankets they don't really recommend you wash very often right and Um, they don't they aren't soft like they're not no they got little tiny rocks inside (laughs) yeah for you to really be comfortable sleeping all right well this is this is fantastic no definitely going to look into this i'll send you the one that i bought and and the cover that i bought and uh you can check it out and it wasn't crazy expensive i also will say from my experience with weighted blankets. I have a weighted blanket too, because once I saw how well it worked for my little one, I was like, well, <laughs> I got to get this thing. I mean, right, what if yeah. it helps me? I yeah, got hey, one. If it works for them. And um, my thing is that I get hot at night. So if I sleep with a mm. heavy blanket, physically heavy and, you know, like warmth heavy, I'll yeah. get hot and I'll kick the thing off. And then what good is it, you know, if I'm not even right. wearing it? So um, yeah. I did a lot of research on one that was made of like, had like bamboo fabric or whatever that's supposed to be really light. Okay. Uh, yeah. And sounds expensive. <laughs> it wasn't. No, I mean, oh, really? Um, I think right. my blanket was 70 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. There's, I've seen way worse. Oh, yeah. There are $500 it's weighted insane. blankets. I've if you want to buy I'm like, why is this so expensive? I kind of get why. The way that I think the thing that separates, it's like the, you know, really expensive wine and the table wine. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that separates weighted blankets is that the way that they fill the squares. So whatever they're filled with, 
is and how they distribute that weight. So like cheaper weighted blankets that have like little pellets inside Mm -hmm. occasionally within the space of the square let's say it's like a six inch by six inch square at some point depending on how it's like positioned on your body they Mm -hmm. shift inside the square from like one side to the other or the top to the bottom or whatever in the more expensive weighted blanket i don't think that they shift at all i think that they are just like they're like sewn into place Huh. It's like when you buy a really nice pearl necklace and in between each there's pearl, there's a, a knot spacer, yeah. mm-hmm. so that it doesn't come apart. It's like gotcha. the same. I think that's a factor. <laughs> Why do I know so much about weighted blankets? I know. I'm like, you're know. giving us a tutorial on weighted blankets. <laughs> see what, <laughs> but I mean, see how helpful you. we are on this podcast. Like, <laughs> you learn things you had no idea you were going to learn. But I... The only other thing I will say about weighted blankets, and this applies to myself and to my son, is that I think that in general you should err on the side of getting something a little heavier rather than a little lighter. Well, well, our, my oldest is probably, he's over 100 pounds now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's eight, but he's also almost as tall as me. And over a hundred right. pounds. So yeah, I would I mean, definitely like they give like some of them give ages, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to age him as a teenager, and um, assume he needs something a little bit heavier. Yeah, I also, mean, they've been known a lot of kids with sensory issues or autism or things like that say like it calms them. Absolutely. Um, so we've definitely been looking into it, but I, I do mean, think it would. Help. And I was reading about. Uh, luigi's sleep issues Mm -hmm. i um i kept going back to the fact that he his desire to go back to sleep was not high enough Mm -hmm. so he would get up and he would come and get us because that's what it really boiled down to was that for some reason he wasn't like man i'm still tired i'm just gonna go back to sleep yeah and what i read about weighted blankets is that it the comfort of the blanket on your body increases your desire to be under the blanket hmm, that makes sense it's so, like cuddling like it's give, it's yeah. like a hug yeah like i so totally get that he wants he wants to go back to sleep so i've heard him get up and mm-hmm. go to the bathroom during the night mm-hmm. and, and get back go into back bed. into his room and go back to sleep without coming to get us and he never would have done that mm-hmm. and he well, does good. it all the time now all right so well, yeah i think that it's a comfort object and yeah. And I think that that is a big factor for him uh, and seems to really help. But I, yeah, I'm a big fan of the weighted, but I was going to say, so, so his weighted blanket is 70 pounds or seven, seven pounds. Sorry. And they say it's supposed to be 10% of your body weight plus or minus about a pound. Okay. Um, I was thinking like 12 pounds would probably be for my oldest. Yeah. I would go with 12 or 15. Yeah. I mean, if he's over 100, you could probably get him a 15-pound blanket. Yeah, he's probably um, not that much over 100, yeah. but he's probably... So, my twin boy is 84 pounds, which is insane. That's crazy. Have, I think you, my I sister-in-law is 84 him, pounds. Right? I don't know if you've seen him recently, but he grew like four inches oh my and God. gained like 15 pounds. I swear. I looked at him the other day and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to you. Like, you are huge. I have no idea like he's in like a 12 14 like boy wow. clothes and he's six for god's sakes they're madness. i don't i mean and he's not they're not like overweight they're just 
big kid. Yeah, so, like, he's tall. I mean, look at him next yeah. to my little one. I mean, it, yeah. my, Luigi is two months older than him. Yeah. And he's, he looks like a head taller than him. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. It's crazy. And, it, and he's average height. I mean, like, right. yeah, your son is average height. I mean, when he's Clearly. in his kindergarten class, he is in the he middle. Like you know, there are kids who are taller yeah. than him and there are kids that are shorter than him. You yeah, know? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but anyway, so I'm definitely going to give this one a shot. But totally. Uh, yeah. And then our my daughter has taken to having night terrors have we experienced this before have you i have not and i mean we occasionally get the i had a bad dream although my kids will not tell you what the bad dream is about most of the time which occasionally makes us think that they didn't actually have a bad dream Mm. you know that it's kind of like a i don't have a good excuse for coming to get you so i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with bad dream but my little one did used to have what he called the spider dream (laughs) my daughter so she's like i have three dreams one's about pirates one's about snow and one's about something else like and those are the three those were the three specific dreams that she like topics that she had and i was like okay snow (laughs) snow a bad dream or i don't really know like i don't even know if the pirates was a bad dream per se or just it, it was weird like she literally would be like i have three dreams and i was like okay but those weren't nightmares so the thing about night terrors is that it's weird because they're crying and screaming or whatever and like she'll sit up and she'll talk to you but it won't be coherent it won't make sense and she doesn't actually answer she's still sleeping like she is still sleeping whoa but she's like in this weird state where you can kind of comfort her but not really. So, and like, I've noticed that if I say her nickname, she doesn't answer. But if I say her full name, she'll be like, what mama? And it's weird. Like it's weird. And for the first time last night, she slept walked within her room, but she was crying from a night tear, got up, tripped over her brother because for some God knows what reason, the twins have still decided that they insist on sleeping in my oldest son's room on the floor even though he has a bunk bed but nobody wants to sleep on the top bunk so we have two mattresses on the floor so anyways she wakes up screaming crying trips over her brother's mattress runs into the closet and as i'm walking in the door going what is going on here so i'm just crossing my fingers that this is a temporary thing that she outgrows and then my other son yeah sleeps fine like goes to sleep fine sleeps fine he wakes up somewhat early but not like crack of dawn early usually between 6 30 and 7 and that's yeah. it there's nothing interesting about him he just sleeps and i'm like all right that's we got that's pretty much my oldest i mean he sleeps like a rock he never yeah. used to wake up early until little brother rolled around and wakes up at all hours of the night and day um in fact he sleep he used to sleep so hard that he wouldn't wake up to go to the bathroom like he would have accidents on occasion um and and he was just downright such a heavy sleeper like we just knew that that was the issue you know right yeah and (laughs) now so we talked about illness before and uh he had his tonsils out Mm. back in december and so you know we're at like four and a half five months since and he used to snore so loud and now he doesn't do that and he sleeps better and like they i've heard that having your tonsils out 
um, and your adenoids, I've heard adenoids are actually a bigger part of that, but like uh, really one of the kind of indirect effects of that is that you sleep better, oh. uh, that your quality of sleep is better. And I feel like that might, that's probably true for him. That's good then. Yeah. I mean, of all of the, you know, hassle that all of that was. Yeah, you know, no. If you got something I mean, good out of it. Okay. That's great. And that's what he always says. He, his takeaway from the whole experience is that he sleeps better like he's like i always i feel a lot better and in his mind you know what he's actually noticing is the fact that he feels better because he's more well rested you know which really at their age is key so i mean totally oh my goodness i mean this whole experience would be so much better if i could get them to get enough sleep (laughs) everything is easier when they get enough sleep for sure i would be better if i could get enough sleep (laughs) You know what? Yeah, I uh, I am not getting nearly the sleep that I need right now. But, yeah, um, no. I uh, lay down that. during the day sometimes. I don't know if you do that, but uh, I'm alone. I, I, so are you. You know this, but like I'm alone during the day a lot with my kids, especially mm-hmm. recently. And um, yeah. And I work in the evenings, you know, when my husband gets home, we kind of basically just switch off. And uh there are times where I'm like laying in my bed upstairs at like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and my kids will call my mother on video <laughs> messenger and they'll be chatting with her and she'll yeah. be like, how's mommy? Where's yeah, mommy? Where's mom? <laughs> and they'll be like, she's upstairs in her bed having quiet time. <laughs> and at one point my mother actually called me later and was like, are you okay? And I was just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just needed I, I mean needed a break. I mean, yes, physically I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally and just everything else. Emotionally, I mean, I'm teetering. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of on the fence. A little straw here or there might break me, but you know, I'm alive. The children are alive. That's Everybody is matters. safe and well. Fine. Yes. So, all right, so sleep. So speaking of, I'm going to drink another beer. Let's do um, it. Um, this one I have not had. So, this is from the Cuppa series, Cappuccino, um, which essentially are a bunch of imperial stouts. I think most of them are all with metric coffee. Okay. Um, there were there are a ton, or there have been a ton, way more than I realized, of this series of beers. So, Cappuccino is what's out now, but they've had Cuppa Stuff, which was incredibly popular. Brulee, Barrel-Age Breakfast, Barrel-Age Cinnamon Coconut. Hazelnut, Oreo, coconut, Mexican hot chocolate, which sounds really good. Um, breakfast, Neapolitan peanut butter, and French vanilla. And I was like, I apparently jumped on this bandwagon late because I don't recall a, so, quite a few of those. Um, I know out. I've had one other one other than <laughs> I, this. And I, I think can't. I had stuff. Um, huh. Really? And they had two. I thought they had two cup of stuffs. One. No, 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 no. They had s'mores mm, and they had okay. stuff. Maybe you're thinking of s'mores. Maybe I think I that's s'mores. the other one I had yeah, was okay. s'mores. Maybe, yeah. I, whatever I had was at the lounge. Same. So it was that's the same. We ended up getting like a crawler of whatever it was. Gotcha. So maybe it was that, but yeah, because it sold out pretty quick, I think. All of the cuppas have sold out pretty quick, though. This is been like their thing i don't know when they started it but um well and i think this this was probably the easiest one to get because they did like an online order 
Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So um... I gotta say, as a side effect of this whole situation, the fact that I have access to like a shockingly high amount of beer as a result is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to go stand in line, which is something that fundamentally I don't agree with. So oh, I'm so like I've never really so I don't think I have ever stood in line for a beer release that was like a like a significant line like yes have i stood in a line because there were a handful of people in front of me like sure but right. like in an actual this is the line out the door for a beer release like i don't think i've ever done that i've only ever done it <laughs> one time well okay. for one beer but on multiple occasions uh i used to do it for zombie dust oh my brother and i would yeah. go to three floyds when they would announce that they were selling zombie dust and they would open at noon which was 11 our time and so okay. we would take lunch and we would drive out there, which is just a tiny bit too far for a lunch break, by the way, because it a takes little, yeah. <laughs> a little more than half an hour to get there. So we're gone, yeah, yeah, not yeah. an hour, but like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, just a slightly over. Yeah. And we got to eat. So, <laughs> so we don't, we didn't eat at yeah. <laughs> Three Floyds because that's insane. Although we always wanted to because their food's really good. But, um, but yeah, I remember standing in a literal line in their rocky parking lot because it wasn't paved or anything in the snow uh (laughs) waiting to buy my two cases and then trying to carry two full cases cases of bottles of beer back to my brother's z4 which we calculated (laughs) it could hold the trunk of the z4 could hold three cases and i had to have one case in the passenger like foot area (laughs) because it wouldn't fit in the trunk no so that's the only line i've ever waited in no (laughs) i don't think there's i don't think there's any that i've ever waited in line for now i was willing and god willing maybe sometime we'll go out to decora you know actually Mm. make it work but that was toppling goliath morning delight but they give you a time to go so they give you a this is your time frame you go um and you do it so i i support that and that's kind of what they're doing now with a lot of these beer releases like i'm picking up um moore's release on saturday and they make you register and they uh-huh. sell out in theory but they give you just a time slot right so you come during that time and since you're not going in they just bring it out to your car like i can get behind this as an actual practice <laughs> i agree 100 percent. the thing though is it's not really anything the brewery's not losing out because all of their beers have been selling out so yeah. they're still selling the same amount of beer you know, like they're selling all of their stuff. And if well, people come, they're still going to sell stuff in the tap rooms because they're still going to come pick it up. Well, and you have to assume like, okay, so let's say this cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to assume that they had to can almost all of it that yeah. they made. Because why would you leave any in kegs right. when... You don't have anybody visiting your tap room, so no, like, I'm assuming they can. They they can. Yeah. So if they're still it, selling yeah. out without putting yeah. a whole lot of it aside, if you will. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and like, 
like microphone is a good example of that. I mean, they, their tap room is always busy and they, yeah. I'm sure set aside quite a bit of, of the yeah, to have on tap yeah, to have on tap yeah. and they're just bottling and canning it now just like more just like yeah. maplewood and, st- and they're still selling out of all and of they're the still cans selling out they're, yeah and they're which selling is out yeah. great yeah which is awesome i mean there's again I, I feel like i'm buying a lot of beer but like yeah i mean i picked a microphone beer the other day the um icky thump it was i think the, the brewery collab right yeah the brewery collab yeah I have one for you. So I know. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> but yeah, but the all these places are selling out even with doing the pre orders and all of that, which I mean I I kind of get the like you like the pomp and circumstance of it, but I'm too old for that shit. I don't have time to get yeah. there and crack of dawn and sit. And you're selling the same amount pretty much anyways. You know, with the exception of some that may people may get there and not get their allotment because they're sold out and they might buy some in cans or in uh, on draft but also supply and demand if you pre-sale the week before you know exactly how many people are going to buy your beer there is no doubt you're not going to lose money on this you're not going to be like oh maybe this maybe that this is how many we've sold we have the money this is what we've sold this is what we have it's a pretty easy business model to say we expect this. And you know what, even if you do have some kegs, you know, then if you want to put some in your tap room and for Maplewood, it almost makes sense to not have a ton of kegs because they're not a huge space. Microphone has a much bigger now that they've expanded like seating space, but you can only fit so many people in Maplewood. So if you're going to can more and pre-sale and have people pick them up, you know, you know exactly how much income revenue you're going to get off of that. I don't know. Yeah. This is just my two cents on everything that's going on. But I appreciated the <laughs> economic analysis that you just did. Thanks that so was much. excellent. Good. No yeah, one saw that coming. Did. No. <laughs> so this is, we had another uh, stout the other last time around, and that was much more mapley, but this is heavy coffee to me and chocolate oh my goodness i mean did, did you smell this drink i mean it oh is, my god it smells like chocolate it is chocolate it is like it is like a hershey bar that you melted no, in smells, the microwave it doesn't even smell like coffee it smells like chocolate it's the coffee comes from the taste pure chocolate it's almost too much like i i you know how i am about smell smell is my big sense yeah. with taste like when it comes to tasting beer the smell of a beer really overwhelms me. Um, and sometimes I can't get past it. Yeah. And I yeah. know you and I talked about this beer and I said that I wasn't a hundred percent sure I really liked it. And I yeah. think it's because the smell is the smell so is strong overwhelming. Yeah. that it was skewing the taste of it. But so I took this can out before we started talking um, for this episode and it's a little warmer than it was when I drank the other one the other night. And I think the taste is much better than I remember it being from the first can that I drank. I mean, you know, when you let stuff warm up, it really gives it a different, uh, a a different taste sometimes. So there's a handful of breweries and, or, you know, brewers, I should say, but we'll talk, we'll talk about Ricky at some point, but foreign exchange (laughs) has put out a handful of beers recently. But what I love about them is they have a suggested temperature to drink at on their can 
Yeah. And I kind of love that because like you and I went to a, a, a class that was put on by a, a judge, essentially a, a homebrewer, a judge, someone who's, you know, been respected in the industry. But he said like, typically Americans drink their beers way too cold. Right. And it's interesting. Different types of beers are best served at different temperatures, but I am not a connoisseur enough to know what that should be. So, you know, foreign exchange is helping me by saying, all right, this should be served at 50 degrees. Like, so which means to me, if my beer cooler is at 44, I need to take that out and let it sit for a little bit so that it can warm up to really get at that optimum temperature. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we have a small refrigerator in our basement that we call our quote-unquote aging fridge. And we put some of our barrel-aged stuff in there, and we keep the temperature of that refrigerator. I think it's at like 53 degrees or something like that. It's been so long since I programmed it. I wired the thing myself. Um, But it's been so long, and I put it onto Celsius because it's more precise. <laughs> Fair, um, yeah. So I, <clears throat> no, I get it. If I you totally want to do the calculation, <laughs> I can tell you what temperature it's at. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't feel the need. But yeah, there's, yeah, the stouts are hard for me because if I put them in the fridge and take them out, they're mm. too cold. Yeah, but I also don't necessarily want to leave them at room temperature. They need a little bit of a chill. To be totally honest, there's a number of stouts that I have that I don't have in the fridge. I just have in the corner of my basement. I was going to say, I have spots in my basement that get cool enough that a stout would be great. Like we talked about not even having a fridge in the basement that has Mm -hmm. the the barrel-aged stuff because our basement, for the most part, is the coolest area in our home and is pretty consistent, you know? Um. But because our storage area in our basement is next to the furnace, we were afraid that it was uh, like... It'll get a little too warm. Yeah, yeah. what if it gets warmer? What yeah, if the temperature sure. fluctuates too much in there? Nobody's yeah. checking that enough we for us to... We have um, essentially a shelving system that currently has a shit ton of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, some <laughs> other miscellaneous, like... Seriously, we have so much alcohol, but we never have anybody over. It's insane. Like, we have a whole like huge shelf of whiskey there's probably 20 different whiskeys maybe there i I would guess then we've got you know like the next shelf is like all the other hard liquors so rum vodka you know uh tequila miscellaneous wine but on the bottom of that which is in the very corner of the basement which is the corner of our house is where i keep some of my stouts so it's not close to the furnace it's not really close to anything okay um so it's probably a touch warm but i also don't want to keep them at in the fridge fridge so sure maybe i need a second fridge third fridge really i mean i can turn you on to this little device that you plug your refrigerator in that turns it off and on so that it stays at a certain temperature without getting too cold it's only like 30 bucks or something like that and it's basically i i stumbled upon it when I got into sous vide cooking because oh, okay. you can you can kind of like rig your crock pot into a sous vide device um, <laughs> okay. if you so choose. <laughs> and I thought that would be a good thing to do instead of buying a second sous vide device. And I wanted to use uh, another device to make like vegetables and stuff like that, which is something that I never make sous vide 
um, because I'm always using it to cook protein cook meats. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to get this device and I'm going to use it to regulate the temperature in my crock pot. And I never, I got it as a gift for Christmas and I never actually used it for that. Um, now I'm saving it for my keyser. <laughs> but <laughs> it will but, come in handy, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, it will find its function. But yeah. it's a very reasonably priced device and it's basically just an outlet. And then the outlet itself runs through this converter system. And then you plug it into your wall. And okay. um, and it basically turns the refrigerator off and on Just to, to keep, keep it between a certain, a certain temperature. temperature. So there are times where you like open the refrigerator door and the light doesn't turn on because mm. it's, it's quote unquote off at that time. Gotcha. Because yeah, there's no I'm power going to it. The other, my other alternative is just to buy the exact same beer fridge that my husband just bought me and keep it at 50. I right. Think I think it goes up to 52 degrees or something. Oh, like that's that. pretty so good. It could handle that. I yeah. do have a fridge in my garage that is really just for beer and we keep it at like the warmest cool setting uh, at all times. Yeah. And we turn it off sometimes in the winter because yeah. like, my garage mm, will get mm -hmm. kind of cold. And like, yeah. it's insulated. My garage is insulated, but yeah, you but know, it cool. nothing's Ours perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your garage, while your garage may be above freezing, it's not often a lot above freezing if it's really, really cold mm -hmm. outside. And oh, so, for sure. And if you use, like, we actually use our garage to go in and out a lot. So, so do we, yeah. Yeah, so like air is constantly moving in there. But yeah, no, my garage fridge is a fridge freezer. The freezer has food. The fridge is... 99% beer and like a gallon of milk. <laughs> yeah. So, that's exactly yeah. what's in my <clears throat> my fridge in my garage right now is the yeah. extra milk that I've bought <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the beer. That's, and occasionally yeah. I use that refrigerator to cool things that I'm baking because it uh, doesn't matter if your beer temperature increases a few degrees because right, you yeah. put something warm in there. Because mm -hmm. you're like, you know, like when you make something, you're not supposed to just immediately throw it into the fridge because right. let it, it will heat up like, everything inside your refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. But when everything inside your refrigerator it's is <laughs> comfortable at 55 yeah. degrees, then it's fine. It's okay to put something that's 100 <laughs> degrees into your fridge yeah. next to the 35, 40 degree can. Like, You'll be fine. Nobody's yeah. going to get mad. <laughs> Nothing's going to spoil. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Well, I, I am a fan of this, actually, this cappuccino. Um, I do think that the smell is different than the taste. So if uh, you're getting yeah. overwhelmed by the smell, it has a lot more coffee taste to it in all chocolate smell. I And I st even though I think I like the second can more than the first can, mm -hmm. I still... I the. The smell is just, I, it's a little too, too much, much for, for me. Gotcha. The chocolate, it's its almost, it's just stings. Like it's its mm. just so intense a smell Yeah. that I, even when I breathe it in to drink it, when I open my mouth just to take a sip, I smell it you again. Smell it. And I'm and just I like, oh. it's deceiving. Like I almost expected it to be more like the s'mores one mm -hmm. because of that chocolate smell, I think. So I think it's, to me, 
it's a little confusing the aroma versus the yeah. taste because I feel like they don't mesh that well. I do like it. It's not my favorite stout and it's not my favorite cuppa series stout. Yeah. I would say I agree. I think that I feel the same way about this particular beer. I mean, I think the flavor by itself, if I could hold my nose while yeah. while drinking it. The um, coffee is good. It's um, good. It tastes very yeah. good. It's very smooth. It's got yeah. a nice texture. The yeah, aftertaste nice is really good. I mean, you know, like after yeah, a few sips, it feels good. You know, it. it I enjoy that. Feel. It's got that good I coffee aftertaste. I hate that term too, by the way. Mouthfeel. I just, you don't, don't like mouthfeel? It's just a thing. I just I just don't like it. And whenever you like people talk about stuff, they're like, oh, mouthfeel. And I was like, that, it, it, it's like moist to me. I, I don't know. I thought you I were going to say that. It's like, just it's like, just, ooh. Moist actually doesn't bother me, but mouthfeel for some reason is just like really that. does. Just, yeah, it just does. I just don't like it. Anyways, I like the taste of it. I almost wish it had more of a chocolate taste only because it smells so much like yeah. chocolate. It's, it's thick. It's It looks good. I mean, it's a thick looking, um, you know, stout. It's definitely not bad. It's just not my favorite. So that's, yeah, I kind of landed in the same place on it. I, like I said, I do think that the second can, and maybe you'll feel the same way when you drink the yeah. second can. Like, yeah. I think the second can I came around on a bit. I took this can out of the fridge a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I had it in my fridge, I put it in the door so that it this would be a little bit I never warmer. had in the fridge. I actually left this one in the basement. Oh, okay. So it All right. has not been chilled, um, well. really. So, I, you know, I, the other thing, and this isn't necessarily fair to Maplewood, but there are a lot of really good stouts out right now. And I've had yeah. a lot of them recently. And yeah. so I feel like there's a decent amount of competition in this genre right now that people are kind of knocking out of the park with some yeah. of their stouts. Well, I mean, look at so. the beer we just drank in the last episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that owlbear is perfect but it's so the balance of flavors in owlbear it, with the smell the maple smell with the chocolate flavor mm -hmm. and the brown sugar it has a little bit of a brown sugar flavor like it's just so balanced and it feels yeah. so good all the senses are they all go together right yeah. where you you like you yeah. said it meshes well that yeah. beer meshed really well yeah. And because the smell on this beer is so strong i think that it shocks your senses a little bit and mm -hmm. And it makes you, it throws you off a little. Yeah, like you're, you're looking at something and you expect it to taste like one thing and it tastes like something else. That's kind of how it feels to me. Yeah, um, it's like if somebody hands you a clear liquid and is like, here, you want some water? Mm -hmm. And then you take a sip and it turns out to be like Sprite. Yeah. You're and just your not body is it. completely yeah. thrown off by the fact mm -hmm. that you're not tasting what you expect it to taste. Yes, 100%. I, that's exactly how I feel with this. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's still solid. It's just not my favorite. And like I said, there's, there's some really good stouts out there. I'm excited to try a couple that I, I haven't yet that are still sitting in my fridge. Me too. So <laughs> more to come in that. I know we're running out of the typical stout season, but you know what? I'm locked in my house anyway. So we are just going to drink them until we I mean, don't feel like it anymore. So, you whatever. know, we were talking about like, uh, you know, the economic value that is, <laughs> these breweries maybe are appreciating right now. And I was thinking about how even if people aren't buying as much from breweries in the sense that like, let's say that you would have gone to a brewery last weekend and had a couple sure. drinks. Um, yeah. 
but you probably are drinking more than you were. You said you're buying more. So like, I'm even if you're not physically drinking more, more yes. you're buying more than you normally would mm -hmm. because your free time at home is hot is you know you're you have more time at home than you did yeah. before so like yeah. you you're you like you, you observed that there's beer releases going on and you're just oh, like yeah. oh yeah i can make this and like, you just even today so like my local um just my local liquor store throws up on untapped when they get new beers mm -hmm. so today they got like 22 different beers and i didn't oh, buy geez. many of them but I did pick up, and I recognize not everyone loves them, but orange is the, the new thing right now. But Weldworks has an orange uh, milkshake IPA. Oh, okay. Weldworks is sometimes hard to come by. So I picked them up. I picked up a couple cans, and they've sold out of, like, every other bottle shop in my area right now. So I got oh, a couple. Wow. And then I got a couple, um, just a few things. I got a, a handful of, of different cans. But like, I literally, it was lunchtime, I looked at it on tapped, and I looked over at my husband and goes, and I'm like, I'm going to Kenwood, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> but like, if I were at work, I wouldn't do that. Like, well, I'm no. like, eh, well, we just had lunch, and I, I have to work, but I can work when I get home. I'm going to run an, for a half an hour, run to the liquor store, pick up some stuff, and come right back. Like, right? And I can do that any day, pretty much, because they have curbside pickups. So even if I have the kids, I can call and be like, I want this bring it to my car. Here's my credit card. Yeah. And so I definitely am buying more because of the convenience of it and because that I'm home and the liquor store is 15 minutes from my house. Right. And because we're in a centralized area where I might not drive to Maplewood on a Wednesday, but I can drive to like a bunch of these breweries. I can drive to Miskatonic and it's not going to take me long. I can drive no. to. Well, and you bunch. can make a stop at Pollyanna yeah. and you can make oh a gosh, stop yeah. at Skeleton Key and you yeah. can make a stop at Metal Monkey and you can stop at, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you potentially yeah. wanted to. I could totally stop. I could hit a lot of local breweries in one like two hour span driving <laughs> around, you know? So. Well, and that seems to be the attitude of a lot of beer enthusiasts right now. I mean, yeah. in the beer Facebook groups that we're in, it seems like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to plan my Saturday mm -hmm. and I don't have anything yeah. to do. I'm not, you know, even yeah, if I'm working, I'm, I'm not support. working Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to make a map, you know, I'm going to build a route and I'm going to mm -hmm. order from these, I'm going to order from three or four breweries and I'm going to hit yep. all four of them and I'm going to, you know, and you're going to. We're pretty much keeping them going, which I think is the attitude that a lot of people do have yeah. uh, that are kind of beer enthusiasts. Is I, I joke today about how we're spending our freedom money on beer. <laughs> Yeah, which is code for your stimulus. I <laughs> so if you got a stimulus, you guys, I strongly recommend that you support a small business with it, and a brewery is the perfect example. There you go, perfect. All right, well, we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, Kara, you want to uh, take it? Take us out. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, thank Common Weather for our intro, and thank you, Lauren, for joining me tonight. Mm -hmm. And um, please feel free to find us on facebook and instagram and twitter we always post about new episodes and every once in a while i'm going to post a fun picture of lauren and i uh in our in our awesome history i found a whole bunch so i've Jeez. i shared one earlier today which is not the day that this episode came out but um i will continue to do that and um 
And by all means, rate, review, and subscribe. Keep listening to us. We really appreciate that. This is just something that we have grown to really love to do. So uh, we'll come again soon. And, you know, we'll talk to you guys then. And thanks for joining us tonight. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye.